Yo, what is up, Real Madrid podcast listeners? Holy smokes. It's been so long that I literally botched the intro to the podcast. But it's pushed back the host, back with Hassan, uh, the co-editor, and, you know, my BFF, who's on the podcast with me. Um, It's been forever. I think March 21st is the last time. I know we've probably used this excuse so many times, but I swear we are both insanely busy with school and personal lives and both of us are fasting now uh so timings are a bit are even more challenging for the both of us but all that aside we're back uh we have a mini mailbag to get through some interesting transfer rumors some activity in the real madrid back office to look over and yeah end of season thoughts so also i think we'll just start with the mailbag just to re-break the ice between the podcast and ourselves yeah um, sure so we threw this quite a while ago, so apologies to people. Again, um, things just happen. We don't get to them because we think we'll get to them, but we won't. Like, I think this is, what, the fifth time in four days we've rescheduled this podcast yeah, alone? definitely. So, yeah. I think the main, main apology goes out to uh, Sajid Reyes, who tweeted us twice asking where it was. It's here now, buddy. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's now. We we will link this to you. Anyway, the first question comes from Jack. Uh, do you believe there's any truth in the Mbappe rumors? Jack says, I say no. Hassan, uh, do you think there's any truth to it? Um, in him coming this summer, absolutely not. It's just a dream, unfortunately, for most of us. I think if we're going to get Mbappe, it'll most likely be... Uh, 2021 onwards I think but if he extends them we're in for a, a case of what could have been I think that's my personal take on it I don't know whether you agree or you reckon that he's going to come in somehow in a massive U-turn I don't uh, I don't think there's any way that it's happening this season uh, it's just that contract has him too locked in right now Real Madrid seem to be pursuing other avenues which I think they should uh, there's no point in What's the term I'm looking for? Putting all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. Um, yeah, just doesn't make sense as of right now. I think it will happen, though, like you said, in the near I think future. Neymar's more likely than Mbappe at this point in time. At this point in time, yes, but I think in the near future. Um, when I say near future, I mean like two seasons from now or so. I think Mbappe will want to come because it is Real Madrid. And you can only do so much in Liga, and you can only do so much with PSG. It's hard playing like with a plastic club, essentially. Like, there's no real history or journey to that club. So, what are you gonna like? You're not cementing yourself in anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. And you can only bottle the Champions League in the quarterfinals so many times before you get bored. And you um, win both domestic cups how many times until it's a joke and like the differential is just like stupid so what was it this season what was it this season it was actually competitive for like two seasons where a team kind of got close obviously with monaco winning it once in between but what was the gap between second and first this week okay so leo came in second this season with 75 points psd won it with 91 leon came in third the second is another team l-o-s-e leo oh did you say leon or leo sorry uh, Lille came in second, Lyon third, and then Saint-Étienne oh. came in fourth. Sorry, I heard it the other way around. But yeah, that's ridiculous. 91 I to mean, 75? Come on. 
there's nearly 30 points between first and first and fourth, which is just unbelievable. Yeah, so I, I don't think you can have much fun doing that. I'm not saying the Spanish League has been the most competitive over the last few years, but it's certainly way closer and it's more of a it's more of a game. Also look at the goals for PSG scored 104 goals and Leo who finished in second scored just 67. That's nearly 40. Like that's ridiculous. It's just unfair, isn't it? It's like it's, it's genuinely unfair. Imagine just goals and Yeah, it's insane. Anyway, enough of that. Moving on to the next question. Jack asked another question. What are your thoughts on Barcelona blowing it? Um, <laughs> I, I knew you were going to do that. Uh, so <laughs> I'll answer the question. Uh, I mean, I feel for them. It's not easy to blow a leap. It's, it sucks for sure, especially when you are tipped to win and you're supposed to be winning that game. Um, after this season, I don't think, as a Real Madrid fan, I don't feel like I have any merit to be laughing at them considering well, what they want. I'm taking it. I'm want taking them. it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna, like stay in my lane with this one and just not not make a mockery of them or anything like that. No, I've just got one thing to say on that. Where's uh, where's Vidal sending his left testicle out? He said literally quote unquote if Barcelona don't go through he's going to literally send his left testicle out. So I'm still waiting, still waiting for that in the mail. He says, with Modric seemingly being on the decline, is Isco his ideal replacement? I think he's got the skill set to play in a midfield three, but ideally we think I think we should switch to a 4-2-3-1 post-Modric with Cruz and Casemiro as a double pivot and Isco as the 10. What do you think? Um, uh, def- definitely on Modric's decline, that's completely accurate. He's been pretty woeful for large parts of the season. But Isco being his ideal replacement, I don't see it. Namely because Isco's not really been that impressed with himself this this season. He seems to be at odds with the, not just the fans, but some of the hierarchy as well. I mean, the fact that he wasn't defended by a lot of the hierarchy during the Solari sort of scuffle was, was quite telling. But even since Sedan's come back and he's had irregular minutes, he just doesn't seem that impressive. And the reports he's accepting a bench role, which is pretty uh, pretty interesting considering he demanded a starting role in, what, 16-17? Um, so I would be inclined to think that if they go for another midfield three, it'll be a newcomer that comes in, so whether that's Pogba and Danbele or Eriksen playing in a three with Cruz and Casemiro, or maybe a switch to a 4-4-2 four, four, um, and just see Casemiro and Cruz rotating with one of the newcomers as well. Um, that's what I think is most likely to happen, but who knows? It's hard to predict. It's Real Madrid. Uh, my assessment on it would be one, I don't think Isco could replace Modric anyway because they're different styles of players and their skill sets are just different. I think Isco has a great skill set, but to be his replacement, I don't know about that. Uh, in a formation of a 4-2-3-1, he could be a part of that three, no doubt. Uh, the only issue I have with the question or maybe the like your idea of having Cruz and Casemiro as a double pivot is the only time I can think of where this worked amazingly well and it only really worked well the first time and not so well the second time was when Kovacic was still with Real Madrid and Zidane put Casemiro and Kovacic in the double pivot and I think that's due to the fact that both have great stamina 
and a tackling ability. I mean, I I know you can say whatever you want but about Casemiro, but he definitely needs to be in the squad because he does what he does well, irrespective of how efficient he can be in some games. Um, so I don't think that double pivot could work. Uh, Isco as a 10 in general, I would be down for it. But then, like you said, Hassan, it depends on who comes in this summer. If Ericsson comes in or if Pogba comes in, uh, unless one of them really has a drop in form or Isco is doing so incredibly well, it would be hard to pick from that three in a four-two-three-one. who would be the three. I mean, like, there's so, there's just too many variables to assess at this point because we don't even know who our squad is. Like, it's yeah, like, that's the problem. It, it's, it's so hard. After the end of the season, and thus far we've signed one contract extension, which, don't get me wrong, is great, but we don't really know where it's going from here. So it's just so many hypotheticals that I think you and I would be stuck in a limbo for hours discussing the ifs and <laughs> of everything. So there's so many intricacies at this point. I mean, we've had another two questions coming, which are pretty much of similar nature in the regards of... Yeah, I saw them, actually. Do you think we'll have a busy transfer window signing the likes of Hazard, Jovic and Eriksen? The second one was also similar to Revolution, truly coming. I definitely think they will bring some people in, depending on whether it's the reported... I've seen reports, some people saying up to six new players. I I think that's a stretch. Um, I think threes are definite. Um, so Hazard's definitely, I think, definitely done. Jovic, in my eyes, is pretty much done. Um, obviously, you got Miller. Well, you wrote I don't know if you want to, yeah, I did. I wrote an article about it earlier. So, obviously, if people haven't read that and they would want to hear this first, uh, reports are suggest well, the report from Eintracht Frankfurt's director is that there's been discussions with the club and the interest is there, but there's no agreement in place. So, in other words, they've just not agreed a fee. Um, Frankfurt won around a 70 million figure I think Madrid have offered 60 they'll probably meet in the middle at 65 something stupid like that um, I'll say something that's stupid that's, not, like, that's not bad yeah yeah. And the reason why the German clubs like asking for a bit more is because they have to give Porto a little bit of that money yeah uh, Benfica owed I think something like 10% oh, something like that but um yeah, man, like they'll get their little chunk of it, but I reckon, yeah, they'll figure it out. I think that that transfer is done. Obviously, you got uh, Militao who's come in as well. He was another fifty million, so there's four. So the extra two, I mean, actually, come to think of it, maybe six isn't as much of a stress. Um, as I initially thought, I hadn't thought. I completely forgot Militao was even there. Um, and then on top of that, you got loan players coming back in. So you got Odegaard who's going to come back in. Hammers is going to come back in, but will most likely be sold. I would be amazed if he is, he is kept. So, yeah, I mean, um, it's just possibly if there's a six, I mean, who else do they sign? I think Ferland Mendy looks like a pretty good movement. So, looks like a pretty good move so far. Um, and definitely needed if the reports about Regulon going alone are true, um, which I hope they're not because that's completely unnecessary. He's more than good enough to be playing in that squad, which we've seen. I hate to say last season because it doesn't feel like the season's actually over, but it is. Um, I mean, I don't hate to say it because the season was terrible, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Regulon proved, you know, throughout the season he's, he's pretty solid to keep going and Marcelo is declining pretty quickly. So yeah, Ferland Mendy's definitely probably something they're looking at. 
Um, and the other's most likely going to be one of Pogba and Dombele or Ericsson. I think it will be Ericsson. Don't know why. I just feel like it will Out of those, I would want Ericsson the most. But then again, for me, it's like an age thing. So I don't know how I feel. Um, but whatever, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I can see your point. Obviously, with Pogba, you've got the hassle of high wages. The hassle of his ridiculously inflated ego. His uh, personality. And it's not even like the kind of personality you want to welcome, necessarily. Yeah, and then you've got the dickhead of his agent, Mina Raiola, as well. Who's yeah. the biggest cuckold in, in sports, just period. He's just a, he's just a cock. I think um, evolution is coming for sure because just like Zidane's first stint, we saw him, you know, keep the big names on the bench, and that was obviously, you know, him having an understanding with Florentino Perez, just saying like, "Listen, I'm going to do what I feel is right. Um, if you want me here, just know this is what's going to happen, and if not, then I guess I can leave." So I think the revolution's happening. It's just the likelihood of people walking through the doors coming into Real Madrid increases when people walk out of the doors. Yeah, um, definitely. Obviously, there's some players who have got to go. Yeah, because we're uh, not Barcelona signing top talents every summer and it seems And like just stockpiling and stockpiling and stockpiling. Yeah, because then there needs to be some financial fair play issue there because uh, that's ridiculous. I don't know how they've managed to keep that sustainable. It's a bloody miracle. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be some some big names coming. I mean, the only reason I feel like that's definitely a certainty more so than anything is because when you watch Dan saying things like, well, if things don't go out, I'll just leave, which shows he's definitely able to throw his weight around, which I've not seen from a Madrid manager in my time um, that I can think of. If anyone can think of one, then please do let me know. But off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody who's genuinely had that kind of power where they can openly in the press say, well, if this doesn't happen, then I'm just going to go. Like yeah, that's that's pretty, pretty big, pretty bold. It is pretty bold. Yeah. Anyway, um, sorry. Yeah, big, I think there will be something big that happens this summer. I'll be amazed if it doesn't, because surely people aren't that blind and stupid to realise that this squad is pretty dead. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of the people, or speaking of people who need to leave in order for people to come in. Uh, we now know two names that will for sure be staying, or at least we'll see next season, because really no one was kind of off limits. Everyone is really there. I mean, place in Real Madrid is just up in the air. But uh, I believe it was yesterday, Tony Cruz signed a contract extension with Real Madrid, which will have him with the club for another four years. And today, in an interview, uh, Rafael Varane announced that he will actually be staying with Real Madrid, despite the interest from other clubs. And I think of all the players that could have potentially left, Varane, for me, would have been one of the biggest blows and the one that had me nervous the most, because finding good centre-backs is no easy task. And a centre-back at 25, his age, who's so well-seasoned as he is, I don't know if there is another one that's no, as well at that age. Make sure you understand I said at that age. I'm not just saying in general. Uh, but it wouldn't be easy to replace him. And I'm super happy that he's staying. It's a huge, 
there's a huge check mark for Real Madrid. Well, yeah, because you take you take Varane out of the squad, you're essentially taking the best defender of the squ- out of the squad completely. Mm-hmm. I think you take Varane out, you completely destabilize the back line because he bailed a lot of the uh, the defenders out last season with his. Well, you only got to look at the stats. He was statistically he was the best defender in Real Madrid last season. There's no no shimmying around that fact. He was the statistically the best one there. His performances were generally more consistent than everybody else's as well. Ramos was very very inconsistent last season. Yeah, he had some standout performances. You know, Ajax away being an example of that. But he also had some absolute moronic performances, and they were more common, I'd say, than stalwart Ramos. Um, plus, Ramos isn't exactly getting younger either. He's, you know, in his 30s now. Decline waits for nobody and for other times undefeated. So, you know, he's going to show signs of decline at some point or another. So, you know, hopefully, I'm I'm hoping the Militao can kind of make an immediate step in, at least to a competent level. I mean, if he comes in and he's just miserably bad, then we've got a massive issue on our hands. But generally speaking, having watched footage of him here and there, he looks very promising. Yeah, he's not Matthias Delict, but who is? Let's be honest, who is? Yeah, except for him. Uh, I like you said. I think it's gonna be Veron. Just strikes me as that guy who, like, I don't know. Depending on who in the squad remains in the next three to four years, I feel like could be the captain of this team. Like he just has hundred yeah, percent. I don't know. He just has the demeanor, the character. He's a classy guy. I mean, he's well respected. He keeps his head down, does a you know, does his work. He isn't in the papers for the wrong reasons. I mean, this is the first time where, you know, we heard anything about him kicking up a fuss, so to speak. Outside of the closed door. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, maybe it is to earn some more money and I can't really blame him. Good for him. Like he kinda deserves it. I mean uh, yeah, one of the best defenders in the world. He definitely deserves, you know. Um, top wages, top status, etc., etc. He's he's more than deserving of that, but um, he doesn't need to leave the the club for that as such. I mean, yeah, they've had a bad season, but um, you know, they're they're more than capable of bouncing back, which which they will hopefully. <laughs> but no, I think they will. It's, it's not as bad as say Manchester United situation where the squad is just rotten left, right, and centre. There's yeah. still enough pieces in that to really make a move. Um, so it, it's not as bad as, as it could be that's for sure that's what I think a lot of people need to bear in mind as well uh, moving into players who have a bit of a trickier situation going on uh, what do you think is going to happen with the whole oh sorry we got another question isn't ba- oh, Jack Mbappe is related one <laughs> yeah, isn't Mbappe to Madrid next summer possible Jack we just answered that question earlier in the podcast both Hassan and I said no, not this summer, but maybe in the future for sure. Um, yeah, but I was, what were I was you on to? Uh, what about Bale, and how difficult do you think the situation is going to be? I think it's going to be a lot trickier than um, first all out, because I don't think there's a lot of people who are sticking their hand up saying, yeah, we'll take him. A, because obviously injuries. B, is 29. C, comes with big wages. Um. So I think the best possibility that the club has to get rid of him is to loan him out um, with the option to buy, similar to you know how Higuain's been shifted about Europe in the same manner. Um, 
obviously to a hopefully more successful degree because he's gone from Juve to AC Milan to Chelsea, but probably back to Juve. I don't think they're going to exercise their option to buy from what I've seen. Uh, who can blame them? He's not very good. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's low slightly going to be the case, but it's a case of who takes him. I mean, the two clubs that have been touted are a return to Spurs, which I actually would like to see. I think it'd be quite fairy tale. It'd be quite nice to see, you know, him go back to where he started. Um, you know, hopefully kick his career off again, fit in somewhere. Um, and then the only other club that I think he could go to, and only because they'd be stupid enough to fork up the bill for him, would be the good old Red Devils, Manchester United. They're the only two locations I really think realistically that will go. He'll go for. He's too young to go to the MLS, um, and he's also hopefully not stupid enough to go to China. I don't know. It's kind of it's a tricky situation. It's gonna be. It's definitely gonna be hard. More than anything, I think it's gonna be hard to get rid of him. But he's definitely got to go. Whatever's done, he has to. Be, he has to be got rid of. Yeah, I just want him gone. Period. Like, there's nothing else to it. It's just, it's not that, like, I hate him or anything, or I don't appreciate what he's done for the club. It's just, I mean, at this point in time, it just seems like a burden to having him more than anything. And it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I wrote about it earlier in the season. I said it's make or break time for him. Yeah, it's Uh, like it's wrong. Unfortunately, it broke. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's nothing else you can really do about it. I mean, this was his, his his season. Obviously, now the whole excuse of Ronaldo holding him down is now gone because Ronaldo is now gone, and he didn't step up adequately enough. There's a number of players in the squad who didn't step up ad- adequately enough, um, who I think are treading fine ice. Not just this season, but some of them for you know the next couple of seasons, which we'll allude to in a minute. But yeah, Bale's definitely got to go. But I think, you know, going back to the point I was just making about play, other players that need to be considered on the chopping block, if not immediately, then within the next two seasons. I think Marco Asensio is another one. He's really not lived up to the billing. And like, he's he kind of shot himself in the foot because now you've got a young star in Vinicius who's like, yeah, you know, I'm willing to take responsibility. You've got Rodrigo Gose who's coming in saying, yeah, I'm willing to take responsibility. I want I want to be a star. Even Brahim Diaz is stepping out and trying to, you know, prove a point. And then you've got Marco Asensio who's like, oh no, it's up to the older guys to be doing this. It's like, you're 23. Like, there's an 18-year-old who's showing more bollocks than you are right now. And there's Hassan's hot takes. Um, <laughs> last question before we wrap up. Who, what is the one transfer that you really hope happens this summer? Um, Tango and Dombele. I really want. I really want that absolutely magnificent man in our midfield. He's just so good. He's like he can do everything, literally everything. He can defend. He can go forwards. He can distribute. He's like I know a lot of people seem to be hating on Casemiro at the moment. If you want the perfect replacement and the perfect sort of card to stick at Frankie De Jong going to Barcelona, Tango and Dombele is that guy. Literally that guy. He's just perfect. I hope it happens. I hope it for your sake, for your sanctity. I hope who it happens. Yours. Oh, the one transfer I'd like to see. Yeah, who is it? Jovic. It's just got to be. Yeah, that's that's the other one I would have gone for. But I fancy saying something different. So I feel like I've talked about Jovic to the death today. <laughs> no, I just I feel like with Kareem Benzema still around, 
I feel like that kid could learn like in so many ways, like not just on the ball, you know, what you need to do, but just like, I feel like Benz is such a different kind of striker and that he, you know, his dropping deep, holding the ball, trying to help build play. Like it sounds so, you know, the cliche things, but like he does them. And like when yeah, he does absolutely. well, he does them really well. Um, I think the only reason I would say definitely for Jovic as well is the fact that he's just a, he's a, he's just an in the box no nonsense finisher as well. Like he just puts it away, yeah. no fancy shit. It's just in the net. That's it. Done. Dead buried. On to the next one. Yeah, and that's, that's what we're really lacking right now. Who's one uh, player that you don't want to see go on loan? One player I don't want to see go on definitely got to be Ibrahim Diaz. I do not want to see it's him or Martin Odegaard. I'm really torn between the two. I don't want to see Diaz go on loan because I think he's been very impressive in the last few games. But the same way, Odegaard has been nothing short of sensational um, out on loan at Bates. Like, I don't know if you saw his assist earlier. It was so Messi-esque. It was just it was stunning to watch. He's just been so good this season. If he doesn't get a chance now, what are we doing? Yeah, he's 20 years old now. And he's, like you said, he's just so good. According to Squawker, here's his numbers. Um, in a league game that was just played, 106 touches, 52 passes, nine <laughs> created, nine crosses, eight recoveries, five takeons completed, five tackles made, three fouls won, three shots, two shots on target, two assists, one goal, directly involved in all three goals and everything else. That's stupid. It's monstrous, like. If we re- I mean, this has been rumours that Lucas Vasquez is going to be considered to be sold. Much to the dismay of Christoph McCormack. I hope you're okay, buddy, with that news. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like, if if the, if it is coming down to the case that he's going to be moved on, like, bring Odegaard back to just further solidify that right flank. He's so creative; it's unbelievable, and he he created the he created the second most amount of chances in 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 the, in the Dutch league this season. Second highest amount of key passes played per game behind only Hakim Ziyech. And look at how many people are literally licking his ass of how good he's been this season. And he was only behind him in, 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 in key passes made. You know, like, we've he's, been he's building the stockpile fountain of youth over the last, you know, three seasons or so. I feel like if there was a season to kind of have a great mix and really experiment with things a little bit. Yeah, this is the chance, man. This is it. Like these kids, like, like these kids that we had so much, you know, promise and hope for in in their talents and their ability to really be big names at Real Madrid. Like, I feel like all of them have kind of just like reached that mark now. Like, you know, I know Vinicius wasn't done a long time ago, but you have him, you have Marco Sirente, you have Odegaard. Like, these are the guys that we were hoping would be the next generation Real Madrid, I feel like now's a perfect time to bring them in. Like, Marcos Llorente, there's rumors of him going out on loan, and I'm like, why? For what? Like, there's rumors why? of him being sold to Atletico Madrid of all places. I, d- I doubt he would go for the simple fact of family history. I doubt he would go. I Who think knows, would, man? Who knows? I think he would rather ask for a loan to another team or to be sold to another team than to go play for Atletico. I mean, he's been linked to be sold to. Um, he's been linked to be sold to uh, Sevilla as well, which yeah, I wouldn't mind. 
I mean, I mean, if the boy from, from league uh, comes in, then okay, I can kind of understand because of how versatile of a player he is. The selling of Urente, but it's just like, dude, there's so you could literally build a starting eleven under twenty five at Real Madrid right now. Quite easily, yeah, quite easily. Like Which with the probably... players that are out on loan and those, you know, coming back and what have you, like you could build a filthy starter. Like, would it be in contention to winning, you know, a league title in one of the top five leagues? Maybe not, but two or three years from now, if you develop those talents, oh my God, it's going to be disgusting. Disgusting. It's very freaking plausible, but it's just the case of if, you know, they open their eyes and use it. The only sort of worrying point is then. It is quite a large one. Zidane's not really much of a youth kind of guy. That's the only issue. Uh, Not as as strong as a Pochettino, for example. Yeah. I mean, mean, he has openly said that he thinks Vinicius can be a star next season, which is very, very good. It's more the other guys, you know. I mean, I think Brahim's won him over. Uh, Apparently, Fede Valverde's won him over, which I'm delighted by. Um, Hey, he's so so good. Fede is fantastic. I don't. I don't know well, why he doesn't get more said He might be leaving, which you're delighted by. I was like, what the hell? No, no, no. The only player that I'm genuinely gutted by the fact that he could be leaving is Danny Sabah, because obviously I've advocated that guy since he arrived. But for some reason, Zidane just don't like him. I don't know what but, it is. But if you, have like Danny Sabah, if you have Danny Sabah, and then like you have Odegaard, and you have Vinicius, and like who else could be coming in? And you have Ericsson, and maybe Pogba, and possibly Eden Hazard. It's like, where the hell is a kid going to play anyway? Like, I yeah, it, it is one of them, isn't it? So it's kind of a case to stop being selfish and let him go and fluster, like, so, sorry, uh, flourish elsewhere. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it's fine. As long as it's not somewhere that's going to directly kill us, it's fine. Um, send him to Italy or something. I don't know. Just somewhere where we're not going to do directly uh, destroy both. Somewhere, somewhere far away, but where we can keep an eye on him. Yeah, I mean, even if you have to insert a buyback on him. Yeah, um, Real Madrid loves to do that. Yeah, I mean, they've done it with pretty much everybody. You know, Mariano Diaz, look at that. And look at how that worked out, though. I'm hoping I it'll think, be a bit more I think, successful. I think we should do, we should sit down and plan it out and just do a podcast on a Real Madrid 11 under 25. I think yeah, definitely. definitely. I think we can do it. Uh, okay, for real, last question, though. What do you think of Keor Navas? Supposedly leaving, and no real secondary replacement other than it being either Luca Zidane or Andre Lunin coming back um, from his loan spell. I mean, you've got to respect Navas's contributions. I mean, I know I've kind of shit on him a lot in the past. Really? Please. Yeah, Alex McVeigh. I I don't recall. Oh no, it's all deeply buried in the group chat somewhere. Um, but. You know, the very, very fantastic Dr. Alex, uh, Alexander McVeigh, I'll tell you that much. We used to have some very, very big debates about Navas. Um, but, you know, I respect what he's done. He's, you know, he stuck it out against all odds, against De Gea, and, you know, proved to be a very, very loyal servant. So, you know, it's sad that he's going, but I reckon he is gone as well. I don't think he's even like a possibility or like, but I think he's gone. Um, in terms of who takes over that second spot though it has to be Lunin please for the love of God don't make it Lucas Zidane I'm sorry and I know he's got a nice surname and he's the boss's son so that's the only reason he's relevant in this scenario is because of his surname and who he's related to like Lunin's genuinely a prospect he's genuinely good Lucas Zidane's just not 
I hate to say it, but he's just not good enough to be second keeper, third maybe at best. But he's not good enough to be in the freaking starting position or second for that much. Um, so I, I hope it's I hope it's Lunin, but yeah, you'll probably agree with me, I'd imagine. No, I definitely do agree. Um, I just hope that maybe Navas doesn't leave just yet because I don't think we have the perfect option. Uh, my ideal situation would be give Navas a season, maybe two as the backup, let Lunin get some more uh, minutes, you know, between sticks, maybe here in Spain. I don't know how long long his loan deal is. Uh, if it has to be in another league because it comes to fire, I think another two seasons doing that would be great. And then bring him in uh, and then have, you know, a proper farewell for Navas and then have him as a second second string keeper. I think it'd be awesome. But anyway, I mean, guys. If he's willing to do it, that's great. But I don't think he's willing to sit there. That's the only problem. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. Odd situations. We'll see. At the end, this is the one transfer window that will be the most unpredictable. I would say in the last like 10 years or so, um, no one's going to know what is going to happen. Unless you have like some serious insider information, nobody knows. There's just too many moving pieces to this window. Yeah, as with every bloody window. As with every window. So just make sure the fax machines are all plugged in and working, and hopefully it's a good <laughs> one. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to another podcast. Hassan and I are going to try and be back as soon as we possibly can to do another. I think we can both say uh, we enjoyed being back, and we hope you enjoyed listening to this. Uh, please drop a comment below on what you thought of the podcast, or if you disagree with us, we'd love to hear it and have a bit of a conversation. Uh, And if you have questions for the next podcast, let us know as well. And we'll most certainly bring them up and discuss them, no matter how wrong or right you possibly are. As always, enjoy the rest of whatever it is you're doing. Peace out and see you later. Hello, Madrid. All right, sick.